Welcome to another special episode of the Tig and Pluto Experience. I am your host, Tig. I am your host, Pluto. And, um, and what are you opening? I am opening... What is that? Well, if you just let me answer the first question, I can answer the second question. I have purchased new uh, earbuds only for the stupid trivial fact that um, my original case, the lid's been broken almost since I've gotten it. And... Um, I hate messing around with the lid to keep it on when my earbuds are charging. So I bought a new one, hoping that I won't break it, and hopefully I'll like it better. So that's what I'm opening. But I'm also equally excited because I also got a new chair that I'm sitting in, and um, it's very, very comfy. I got it from the theater that I am working currently that I'm directing a play and uh, somebody had left it behind. And I told the um, the director of the Black Box Foundation, I said, that's a really nice chair. I'm going to take it. She's like, go ahead. It doesn't belong to us. Somebody left it. And I said, awesome. So I'm in a nice, comfortable chair. And you have my old chair. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't creak and squeak. I move around a lot. So as of often it's as gonna, last one. So of course it's going to squeak a lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, we've been a little bit busy lately. Yeah. Not only has school begun again uh, last week, we just ended our second week, but um, I'm, again, mentioning that I'm directing a show that will be opening in a couple weeks, and so I've been doing that four days a week, and um, that's pretty much about it, but it's been occupying most of my time. Monday through Thursday. For those of you who are interested, um, Maricopa Community Theater is holding auditions for Legally Blonde, the musical. Head to Maricopa Community Theater dot org uh, to sign up for auditions. I think the auditions start on Tuesday, and so that would be August 10th. So. Yeah, I think it's August 10th. Um, so go to the website, check it out, uh, sign up for auditions. You don't necessarily have to sign up, but at least it gives them a pretty good idea of how many people are coming in. There is a There, there are select times that you can go into audition. And then Black Box is also having an audition in Casa Grande on August, Sunday, August, I want to say 14th. What, what show? 15th. What show? It's called Picnic. That's all I know. Yeah. And so they're having auditions there too. So, how you been, Pluto? I'm good. Really tired. Tired. How's school? Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing in school? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Let's have that bonding moment. What's going on? Um, well, I've been working with a lot of. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think I threw away the instructions to my AirPods. So, um, you know, go ahead and speak, and I'll I'll get it from the trash. And go. Okay. So, for me, school's been okay. Um, I'm mad because I actually I'm not able to take a drama class because there's only one and it's first hour which is the same hour as 
junior English because there's only one English class for the juniors. So I'm mad. And I'm actually stuck with this horrible teacher for a choir. He's just so annoying. He really hates us sopranos, even though there's only one. And yeah, that's me. I'm the only soprano in there. And he's just so horrible to me. Like, he, he pays me no attention. Like, and he always says, hmm, you, you never get the melody right for the national anthem. You suck. And I'm just there like, oh, okay. Sounds like a horrible person, but I really like the way he dresses. Mm. Anyways, that's that's that, that's about it. There's not much going on. It's literally only been two weeks. Yeah. So there's been nothing going on. Yeah, it's already been two weeks. But already, I, I like this year better than last. Last year obviously sucked because COVID. And um, it was a lot more headaches. But um, this year, not so much, I think. Not so much. We increased our student size because um, last year was our first year. Now we're in our second year. We've, we've got some people. We've lost some people, of course. But, um, you know, we've gotten some more students. And things are, I think things are shaping up pretty good so far. So far, so good. Mm. Mm -hmm -hmm. Mm. So it's nice. I think it's nice. I've got some songs that I think will be pretty fun to sing. And I think we're going to have a good time. I really yeah. do. Also to clarify, he is the choir teacher. Yeah, I'm the choir teacher and the band teacher and the music appreciation teacher and the high the middle school performing arts teacher and also creative writing. So that's that's a lot. That's a lot. And I'm dying each and every time I do lesson plans. Nice. <laughs> but so far, so good, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, of course, uh, Mrs. Tig and I have our, technically, we started a new podcast, even though we haven't really podcasted anything yet. So we've been doing Facebook Live, which I, I have not been enjoying so far. Um, I don't like going live because that means that that's more pressure on me to be extra funny. And sometimes I'm just not in the mood to be extra funny. Sometimes I'm just in the mood for funny. I thought you're funny. I am funny. I'm hilarious. So why would you need to be extra funny if you're already hilarious? Because it's, I don't know. I just feel like I need to go over the top. Since the first one was over the top, it's like I have to match that energy. And um, I don't think I can do that each and every time. I like, I like doing this where I can like be calm and not worried about being funny. Because it just happens. Yeah. Even if we were to record this as a video, I don't think I'll have that urge. Yeah. The only urges I make is just funny faces and stuff like that. But when it's live, I feel like it needs to be constantly Especially with Mrs. Tig. Like she just, there's something about her every time you guys record. She likes to bulldoze over my, over my comments. Like, I don't get a chance to tell a story or answer a question because she just, like, interrupts and jumps right in. Yeah. But also the whole thing where she's like, oh, you're not going to do this? You're not going to do that? It's like, calm down. What happens, happens. That's that's the charm. Yeah, and the pausing to read what's on the screen to respond when there's a 10-second delay, that's, that's kind of fun, too. But we'll find a rhythm, I think. So we'll see. I think we're supposed to record tonight, but... Um, no, you're not. I'd rather not do it live, so we'll yeah. we'll see how that goes. Also, I got two new movies, although they're not really movies. 
Well, one of them is a movie. The other one's a TV show. And I can't wait to watch that. Star Trek Season 3 of Discovery. Wait, Mama and I should be going to Honeycutt Coffee for karaoke tonight. Yeah, I'm thinking about staying behind for karaoke. I, I wasn't going to sing anyway. I was just going to yeah. go and um, look at some stuff and maybe have a, um, a drink, a coffee or something. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I've been really tired lately, so I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. Yeah, that's fair. Like, if you don't want to, I'd be fine with that because I would probably end up driving anyways. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if I can wake up. Anyway, uh, so today we're going to be talking about um, Black Widow. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Black Widow, um, you might want to go away. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that today. And it's been out for a while, so I can understand if some people haven't seen it because it hasn't been out for all that long. And it's been on Disney+. Plus. But for those who don't want to pay that extra $30 for Disney Plus or go to the movie theater, then um, I can understand that. I We had free movie tickets from way back. I had two movie tickets from like two Christmases ago from my previous school. And uh, Pluto here had some movie tickets for wellness checks. And so uh, we went and we had a good time. I think we had a good time. Yeah. So it was, it was a vibe and I... It was so fun. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I think this is the only real time, first time that I, I had a chance to actually process Black Widow, mostly because, you know, it was kind of like, we, when we saw it, it was like right in the middle of the whole um, Loki. So we were more fixated on that than Black Widow. But Black Widow was good. Mm -hmm. It was probably... I really liked it. Probably wasn't the most exciting Marvel movie. I mean, they've made like 22 now. So, you know, some of them are bound not to be as great as the others. Um, it didn't really hit as strongly as Spider-Man or even Thor Ragnarok. But it was enjoyable. It's, I think, one of the first time we've ever had a character that we've seen for over 10 years, multiple movies died and then you go back and then not too distant past to see kind of their the story that revolves around their backstory that's the first time i think we've ever seen that kind of happen but it really yeah. did in a lot of ways um it had a lot of winter soldier vibes with taskmaster yeah and taskmaster the villain is not really well formed it's not really well um, written, there's no character development, and I don't think there was meant to be any character development for that character. I think it was supposed to be like Black Widow's version of a Winter Soldier. Yeah. And so there, there wasn't really much focus on the villain because the villain wasn't important. What was important was pretty much the guy she was going after and, and her family that she hadn't seen in, I don't know, 20 years or something. So that was the main focus. Yeah. So, I don't know, it almost felt less Marvel than any of the other Marvel movies. And it's not because she doesn't have any powers. I think it's because the way the story was told, it was really just Black Widow, I think, fighting to save her family and reuniting with the family. 
which of course gives her a lot more motivation for her to do what she did in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. So and also it's like um it's sort of like completing what she never finished, even though she thought she did. Like ever when she first found out that the Red Room was still there and happening, that's also like gave her a motivation to stick around and actually like put an end to it. Yeah, the motivation was pretty obvious and pretty clear, although I think the way they executed her willingness to go with Yelena was a little too quick. Like it was, are you sure you got him? Yeah. Well, he's not dead. Okay. Well, I'm coming with you to finish the job then. That was a little too quick. But at the same well, time, like it's, having, it's obvious. But also for like for years of having this guilt of killing a child to put an end to it. And then she found out that like, oh, she's dead and it's all for nothing. Then I guess that would also be like. Yeah, it is correct in a mistake. That's for sure. But also, I th there's a couple things to it, I think. It's it's one is she didn't really – she thought she finished the job, and she didn't finish the job, too. There's guilt over the fact that the she job that she did finish resulted in a kid's death, or at least so she assumes up to that point. Yeah. And three, if um, unless I'm reading this wrong, this is the mission that Hawkeye helped her get out of in Budapest. Yeah. And so – he still, she still owes him. There's still a debt, but now it's not really a completed. Well, also, task. I think in uh, the movie Black Widow, her main mission was trying to find the other widows and freeing them, and then along the way, just take out the red room, because that's initially what got her started. Was all of the, whatever you want to call that serum, right. that would free them. Right. Because, you know, Yelena sent that to her. Right. That Yeah, I mean, that was that is the main point of the entire movie is to free them. But it was that extra bonus of getting the guy. Now, technically speaking, in her mind, she would have thought, well, if I got him the first time, this wouldn't be a problem of freeing the widows because they would have been they wouldn't have been existing in the first place. That program would have died with them. So I thought it was fun. It was a fun movie. Like most Marvel movies. There is a large element of fun where if you look at the story itself, it's a very simple, basic story, but it's so much fun to watch and the stunts and the special effects and the characters and how they interact. It just, it makes the movie more epic than it really is. Yeah. I, I, my favorite thing about it was the whole chemistry of Yelena and Nat. Yes. How they established like their relationship and that whole first scene, I was sobbing. I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah. I mean, for me, because I have, oops, two kids <laughs> that, that really do look after each other. It was, it was a very sweet moment where, you know, if you take the parents away, all they had are each other. And that was the one thing they were clinging on to the most. And that was the thing Elena cherished the most, too, was the memories of her family that weren't really her family. But she didn't know that at the time. Yeah, because she was literally six. And Natasha already knew that they weren't a real family, but she tried to take care of Elena like she was her real sister. 
because she knew she knew better, but she also knew better in order to keep the cover, you know, to keep that bond. But then when they got separated and she went through the initiation, the red room, and she wanted to get out, I think she wanted to sever all memory and ties of, of that back then. So for her, I think Natasha, this story was about reconciling her past in order to move on, which helped her deal with the present. Yeah. And move on to the future, which ends up being her helping Steve break everybody out of the raft. Well, not everybody, but those who were in there out of the raft. So Yeah, because if you if you look a little bit deeper into it, like her found family just sort of like broke up. And with how she let Steve and Bucky get away, that sort of like put her on bad terms with everyone else then that's why she was running was because the government was looking for her. So then she felt like she had nobody. And then boom, she finds like her red room family. And then she fixes that. And then she goes over to, well, I mean, to be fair, Avenger family. I mean, to be fair, I mean, she didn't know where anybody else was. She didn't know where Steve was or where, Buck, where Bucky was. Yeah. But I mean, obviously she knew where everybody else was. Cause either they were, on Tony's side or they were in the raft. But remember, she stuck around after a while after Bucky and, and and Steve left because she was the one trying to tell Tony, you know, I think I did the right thing, but be careful. You know, you just don't know when to stop and this is going to go bad. You know, let your let go of your ego. And then of course that's when she officially left. But um it's always nice to see some old characters that are not really particularly relevant to the story, but it's also to make sure that the universe is still connected in a lot of ways. So like General Thunderbolt Ross, you know, he was only in there for like the first five minutes, right? Hermione, so, are you good? Yeah, she's good. She does that to the carpet. She just combs the carpet. I know, but it was so funny because you just kept talking right over it. Well, because I don't think the mic is going to pick that up. But it's I know she does that. And I just look at her. I say the same thing to her, too. I go, you done? You okay? Because she doesn't do anything with it. I don't know why she does it. It's like fluffing your pillows. Like, I don't, I don't get – she doesn't really move. She's not looking for anything. But anyway, uh, so this puzzle – is makes me want to go find pieces, but then I can't see where the pieces go because my laptop is blocking. Um, but also, from this Regina. puzzle is like barely big enough for this. Well, I got the right size. I definitely got the right size. This is a thousand piece puzzle. Yeah, it's another Star Wars puzzle. I like the way it looks, so I got it. Even though I told myself I wasn't gonna get any more Star Wars puzzles. Um. So yeah, this is the right size. The beauty of it, I don't have to lay. Well, I mean, I will lay paper on the cardboard anyway, but it'll barely be seen. So it works out. It's fine. Yeah, I was like, apparently that's... I say we don't put paper on it. Um, because it, it it won't be seen. I'm, well, I'm going to do it anyway. No. Yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. No. Because I can and I'm awesome. Well, we'll finish the puzzle first. Okay. And see what happens. Okay. So... We saw we saw the movie in the theater. We saw it on the big screen. I think there's a lot of Easter eggs probably in there that we didn't catch, but there's a lot of other good stuff in there too. Um, I'm still thinking about when I was like, "Yeah, that's definitely the same vest." You know, Elena gives it to Nat at some point, most likely, and he went, "No, I think it's just 
they say where they just both have it. I was like, no. Well, they almost she, look like two different vests, but that's because of a couple things. It could have been for cinematography, it could have been lighting, and it could have been that they made it look like it was worn out for a bit. Because I don't know how much time has passed between uh, Civil War and Infinity War. So, I mean, she could have been wearing it for a while. Well, it could have been that long because... She dyed her hair blind, and it was still that same length and same. That's true, but we also don't know the time frame between the time Tony broke everybody out and when Infinity War happened. So I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll look at the timeline. I know it's not. I know it wasn't that long. It could only have been probably. I mean, if it was real time from when movies were released, we're probably talking about two years. Yeah. Maybe three. Wait, it was. It was two years because there was Silver War. We know because uh, of oh, Age right. of Ultron and then when Thor met Hulk. He was like, bro, you've been gone for two years. And then it's like right before Infinity War. And also so, Ant-Man, he was getting his um, his um, house arrest ankle monitor off and he was on probation, probation for two years. Yeah. That's right. So she's been Wait, flying around for two years. From Age of Ultron to Thor Ragnarok was two years. Um, yes, but we actually don't know exactly, huh? Well, we'll figure it out because Ant-Man, he was on probation for two years. He was on house arrest for two years. And at the end of that movie, they started to, uh, to be dusted in the end credits. So, I don't know. I don't know. But it was highly enjoyable. I liked it. It was fun. Can't go wrong with fun. And I got to eat some popcorn. Got to drink some soda. Wait. Was Scott in Infinity War? He was not in Infinity War. He was in Endgame because he was stuck in the quantum okay, so world. from... Silver War to Endgame was two years. Yeah. So from Silver War to Infinity War is not two years. No, it had to have been. No, because he wasn't in Infinity War, so he's probably still on house arrest. He was until the dusting happened, because remember, he went into the quantum zone, and Janet and Hank... We're monitoring along with, what's her name? Hope. And he was stuck in there because they got dusted and they didn't get him out. Well, yeah, but. That was in the end credits. I'm just going to look it up. So they got dusted when Thanos snapped and dusted everybody else. So that had to have been um, two years. Because he got his ankle monitor taken off at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. So we're googling this, but I'm I'm pretty sure my timeline is is as close to accurate as possible, without jumping time from the end of Ant Man to the end credits. Do do do. So what are you typing in specifically to get to the answer? How much time has passed between Civil War and Infinity War? Oh, 
I'm sure somebody has posted a Marvel timeline by now. Well, like the original article I was going to was when Infinity War, like that trailer was just released. So I'm not looking at that one. Exactly. Because so, yeah. time don't matter. Yeah. It's like Mrs. Tig read on a Facebook message about Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus came out in 1993, and they're saying, wait, so if Halloween was on a Sunday and the movie takes place on Halloween and these kids were in school, you tell me these kids were at school on a Sunday? And I'm, and I'm thinking, I should have said this, but I was thinking it kind of depends on when the movie was set, actually. The movie came out in 93, but it doesn't mean that the story takes place in 1993. Could have been taking place in 1992 or 1991. It depends. Because it's supposed to be three years after the Sanderson sisters disappeared or were, were, were killed. So depending on what year the movie starts off, go 300. So, you know, it's funny when people have that kind of perception. It's like, no, just because the movie was released that year does not mean it was that year. That's why X-Men always says in a not-too-distant future. Sorry, the article I'm reading, this, apparently it's not about Civil War, Infinity War, but it's saying that... Then why are you reading it? No, because I was looking to see if it would go on to it, but nope, it doesn't, which is weird. Okay. So the whole thing why we can't tell is because of Homecoming, apparently. So we know that Avengers takes place in 2012, right? And by the time Homecoming came out, it was saying that Adrian Toomes and his crew have been doing the criminal thing for eight years. Right. Okay. Like Homecoming suggests that, that they've been doing it for eight years. Saying that Homecoming would have been based in 2020. Right. It would have been. Yeah, it would have been. But Endgame takes place in 2023. I think so. Minus five years is 2019. Right. So Infinity War had to take place in 2019 for that. Okay. But Homecoming is before Infinity War. Right. So how can Homecoming be based in 2020 but Endgame in 2019? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a very good question. I don't know. You got me on that one. But yeah, so Avengers takes place in 2012 and Infinity War takes place in 2018, apparently, actually. Well, I think somebody needs to double check. Oh, wait, 23 minus 5 is, yeah, 18. Yeah, so I think somebody needs to double check their, uh, their info as to how long Tombs has been actually working, working that. So... Who knows? Maybe he's been getting some other alien tech. No, because that would have been his first. Mm -hmm. Yep, that would have been his first. Huh. We know that most of Spider-Man Homecoming takes place two months after Civil War. However, the very beginning of Homecoming, before the Marvel logo even rolls, with that fantastic score by Michael... I don't... Michael Giacchino. Yep. It suggests that Adrian Toomes and his crew have been doing the criminal thing for eight years. Like, that's what this article says. So maybe we should just watch Homecoming again. Wait, say that last sentence again. Suggests that Adrian... Suggests. Tombs and so, his crew have been doing the criminal thing for eight suggests. years. Suggests. So it's, it, that's not a very definitive statement. Yeah. But if somebody was doing a math and they're not sure of how that works, then that would why they would, they would say suggested. 
I'm like, well, technically, if he says, and this is what it be, then this would be the timeline. That doesn't seem right. Doesn't feel right. So maybe it is right. Maybe yeah. it's not. We Captain America. This is like right before that paragraph. Captain America: Civil War takes place in 2016. We know this because Vision says, in the eight years since Mr. Stark announced himself as Iron Man, and Iron Man was released in 2008. Right. And then Spider-Man Homecoming takes place two months after Civil War. Okay. Well, that seems legit to me. So, yeah. Sometimes guess, there's inconsistencies. So yeah, I guess we just have to watch Homecoming. I guess see. so. I guess so. And then we can figure it out from there. But so far, what this thing says is that it's been two years from Civil War to Infinity War. Okay. Okay, I can live with that for now. Yeah. I mean, but other than that, uh, the movie I thought was really entertaining. I I did like the relationship building of her and the family. I can I can understand it and why she had left and and all that stuff. So I thought it was great. And the surprise cameo I think at the end with Julia Louis Dreyfus playing uh, uh, Vontessa or whatever, I thought was a nice surprise too. So that's a nice. Building off of expanding universe once again. Other articles say two years. So. Okay. Well, that's all I have to say about that. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good movie. Me too. I, I really want to see it again. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Tig and Pluto Experience. Please like, share, subscribe, and we will talk to you when you listen later.